0: Hello, my name is Hector Lopez, and welcome back to our podcast, Talk the Talk. So, we live in a world divided. It's something that's obvious to a lot of people, whether they want to admit it or not. It is something that they see, it is something that they naturally know. We live in a world full of social structure. There's these social normalities, these things that we accept, these things that we frown upon, and it's something that's there. There's the rich, there's the poor. We all know that already. Now where, where did this come from? Where did this originate? Well, I think it's just something that naturally occurred. And I just think it's something that we continue to follow because it's so ingrained into our social normalities. One of the most apparent divides in social structures is the caste system. Yes, there were different social structures that existed before this, with the ancient Romans, the ancient Greeks. They all divided by wealth and through families, but the caste system is one that continues today to be held strong by the people who follow it. And it is, in fact, so strong that it has carried on to affect those who don't follow that religion. The caste system... is a system that divides people into different classes and doesn't really provide the opportunity for them to move out of their social class, regardless of wealth. And it oppresses these people that are not in the caste systems that are high enough to be privileged despite their earnings of income despite these interracial marriages that happen or these two separate caste marriages that tend to happen in the modern day and age it is something that still affects many people today and we could definitely see some effects of the caste system in our modern day. Especially in the United States. Although the caste system isn't as apparent as it is in India. It is still something that we somehow aren't able to break from. We have people that are, as I said, rich or poor. But it's far more than that much like the caste system it's something that a lot of us just can't get out of it is what we were born into and it is who we identify as and it is who and or what people see us as one day I had the opportunity to interview and mentor three people in Alamance community college it was part of a program that was a sort of support, this crutch to help people earn their GED. It was a class that was entirely free. All you had to do is sign up, get accepted, and go every Tuesday for two months. Now, a lot of my other classmates that were a part of that program as well had to only mentor one person, but I had the unfortunate opportunity to mentor three. I say unfortunate because two of the mentees actually dropped the program to earn their GED. So I was left on having to interview, re-interview and try to guide my mentees three different times. I was fortunate enough to do that because I got to hear many stories, I got to hear the ways that many lives turned out to be this sort of unfortunate situation that they're sort of stuck in. See, high school diploma is something that most people need to get a job in the United States, especially if they want to earn money that they could make livable income with. And a lot of the times, if you're trying to earn your GED because you dropped out of high school, it's not something that you really chose to do. My first mentee, she dropped out because she got pregnant, and now she has to work three jobs every day. Hence why she dropped the program, just because she couldn't find time and she couldn't find anyone to take care of her son that she loved very much. My second mentee, she, didn't speak a lake of, English, lake of English, but she also just didn't have transportation to the program or the time, although she did certainly have the skill. She was originally from Mexico and was actually a civil engineer there. Although, when she came to the United States, the language barrier prevented from getting any sort of employment in that field, and... A Mexican degree isn't the same, isn't valued the same as the American degree. So she was stuck working minimum wage jobs like McDonald's or kitchens of that sort. And she had to drop the program just because she just simply could not find the time to attend. I never heard from her, so I don't actually know as to why. She never came back, but... That brings me to my third mentee. She didn't show up to the final day because she too didn't have the time, but she did eventually complete the program because she was trying to get into cosmetology school as her dream was to work with nails and open up her nail salon. And what I learned through this experience is how difficult it is to get back on your feet in a system that won't allow you to. It's already difficult enough to get a job with a college degree, much less just a high school degree. And to get a job without either is absolutely unbearably difficult. Without a high school degree, you're unable to make an actual living and if you're unable to make an actual living you can't care for yourself and you can't care for a family you can't even find transportation to get to that job or those three jobs that you work so hard for and I too have many family members that didn't complete high school or even middle school some didn't even go to school but I fortunately was uh, Able to graduate high school and move on to a higher education. And I am hopefully working to break that cycle that my own family is in, and as are many others in my position. I have been reading the book Cast by Isabel Wilkerson throughout this month and I actually finished it not too long ago and it's a book that really didn't change my perspective but it broadened it. It allowed me to realize and solidify the faults and structures that I already knew were in place. It allowed me to completely define the lines that I have seen in this blurry mess that we call society and the social structures that we already have, the way that people are oppressed in ways that we have normalized. We have created this system, this education system that is divided into different neighborhoods of what people feel comfortable with. We cater to those of the common wealth or those of the middle class that are almost the highest population. We don't cater to those who are below, we provide opportunities, we provide all these, all these ropes to get across the barriers, to get up the barriers, but we still have to have them work harder than those who were born into it, and that is how the caste system is currently still in place. Now a lot of people would probably wish, "Hey, what if we didn't have a world without caste, without this social system that oppresses those beneath them?" Well, I honestly just don't think humans work that way. I think as humans, we're able to divide. We we choose to divide and be with those, be among those that are similar to us. We thrive off it. Now, I'm not saying that we have to oppress the others. We could certainly learn how to accept the others that are not like us. We could definitely respect their values, their beliefs, the way that they are, the way that they live. But unfortunately, we live in a world that a lot of people just don't accept those who are not like them, that are different. We tend to follow what is socially acceptable by those of the most common and those who are minoritized they tend to seek to be like those of the most common so to answer the question what do i think about a world without caste i think that it's something that is just a dream It's not natural for a human to just not socially structure themselves and everyone else around them. It's just what we've grown up with. It's what animals naturally do. They have a leader. They have a king. A leader of the pack. And those who are most fit are the ones that everyone strives to be like. And those who don't meet the requirements are the ones that are left behind. Although, as an individual, as a leader, I think I and everyone else have the job in conveying my own perspective and the perspective of others. Because what I have learned throughout this journey of both a book and a class that I've been taking throughout. January semester at school as although I am underprivileged I am also privileged for being underprivileged I am able to have a perspective that others did not live through that have not witnessed people in my own class I have realized that they had no idea that the systems were as flawed as they were because they were never exposed to them And I, and those who have experienced the flaws in that system and are aware of it, are able to see that. While those who have lived with privilege don't know until someone exposes them to it. So I do believe that it is not only my job, but others who do have that privilege to broaden the, the perspective of those just who just don't know or understand as to how flawed the systems are, so we could eventually bring change and make those systems more fair. I don't think we could ever live in a completely equal world. As I said, we tend to flock to those who are similar to us, but... I do believe that we could live in a world where we accept others who are different There will always be the rich and the poor But I believe that it's our job to Create a system where you could fluctuate between rich and poor in a much easier manner that is more rewarding to those who do actually work hard And more than anything it's Just knowledge that people are exposed to so that they could know, they could sympathize, they could understand what it's like to be both the highest caste, the lowest caste, and everything in between. All in all, thank you for joining me today in this discussion about a world divided, a world built off caste. And... I hope you see, after this segment, the opportunity to think about everything around you, the way you have lived, the way you currently live, and see the social structure more clearly, and work to blur those lines between each cast. I do not believe that they will completely disappear, but I do believe that we can lessen them. To a more equal more equitable world